This is On The Block with Brent Axe. Seventh win guarantees those guys a, a winning season, not finishing out 500 or dipping, dipping below 500 in the bowl game. Can't say enough about what they've done to change this culture here at Syracuse University and give us an opportunity to do greater things in the future. Regardless of whatever happens, they're going to be known as the class that got this thing turned around and headed back in the right direction. Castino Bavers, of course, that was following Saturday's win at Wake Forest. Louisville's next. Friday night. Friday night's a great night for football. The Orange back in prime time here to discuss that and all things Syracuse Athletics. Uh, always a pleasure to catch up with Syracuse Athletic Director John Wildhack, who returns here on the block ESPN Radio. John, I would ask you how you are, but I know the answer to that question. Your football team is 7-2. Your basketball teams are ranked. First time all three of them have been in the poll at the same time. Like I should ask how good you are, not how you are. Well, it's good to be orange, Brent. Let's put it that way. It really is. There's a lot of exciting things happening, and I just want to start with the football team, and you'll be the first to remind me that there's three games to go and a lot to happen here, but they are assured of a winning season. All sorts of trends are coming down, ranked for the first time since this. I mean, every week it's three or four new stats like this. I mean, John, this has been a team that has impressed, that is number 13 in the country, and, and you just have to be enjoying the ride that this team is on right now. Well, I'm really proud of the team um, for what they've accomplished so far this year. I'm, I'm proud of Coach Babers. I'm proud of uh, his staff. I'm thrilled for our community. I'm thrilled for our fan base, our alumni, our students, um, our staff. It's it's um, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's it's an exciting exciting season. And you're right. I, I will remind you, we still have 25% of our season to play, so there's a lot of football to be played, but. Um, I'm particularly very proud of the senior class, Brent, because they've come in here um, and it hasn't been easy for them, right? They, have a, they go through coaching change. They go through a system change. We haven't had the on-field success that we want. And to see them cap their Syracuse careers assured that they're going to uh, a bowl game in a winning season, I'm, I'm, I am thrilled for that group of young men. John, with Louisville coming up on Friday, you know, Eric Dungy, who rarely tweets, even took to Twitter to say, hey, how about packing that dome Friday for the senior class? How are things looking right now, and what are some of the things people can? I saw there was a $20 ticket offer. What are some things that as we turn the page to the next game that fans can look forward to Friday night? Yeah, I think, well, you know, number one is, is you know, Louisville, the last two years they have, they have beaten us, and they have beaten us badly. And they have not shown much mercy, Brent, if you know what I mean. Um, so it's great that we get them here in the Loud House and in the Dome. You know, secondly, you know, being at senior night and our senior day ceremony will start at 6.35 p.m. So I encourage all our fans to be in the Dome early so you can honor the seniors pregame. And then postgame, they will do the senior walk. So they'll go in the locker room for no more than – four or five minutes and they'll come out the seniors and they're just going to take a walk around the field for the last time. And it's a great opportunity for our fans to thank the seniors for their contributions. Um, It's also a huge recruiting weekend for us. Very, very important recruiting weekend. And as you know, Brent, what, what are one things, you know, recruits look at when they're at a game are the stands full. So, you know, the response since we went on Saturday has been terrific. We still have a lot, a lot of tickets to sell. Um, we've got, uh, you know, some discounts available, as you referenced. Uh, our group sales, you know, continues to be $30 for 15 uh, seats or more. You can get really good quality seats for as low as $35 uh, per seat. So, 
there's 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 plenty of inventory left. It is moving well, and uh, I think it'd be great if uh, if uh, our community showed up in, in force to honor, uh, in particular, our seniors on Friday night. John, with the football team doing well and the basketball appearing to do well and, and things, you know, all is well in, in many aspects to the question, in your role as athletic director, when people reach out to you and are feeling good about certain things and always thinking the way that an AD has to, does that turn into some conversations about, hey, how good are you feeling? We could use, you know, a donation for this or we could use some support for that. Like, how often is that hat on in that process when people are reaching out to you that you know can, can help your program? You know, it's, it's certainly it's on when it's warranted, and I'm not going to feel I'm not going to force feed things down people's throat. But when people say, you know, how can I help? Um, you know, we let them know how they can help. And obviously, when you have success like we're having, you know, those conversations, uh, you know, tend to be uh, tend to be a little bit more fruitful from time to time. John, uh, Dino Babers has taken a team that's gone in four and eight consecutive seasons, as you know, to seven wins and maybe even beyond. And, you know, this is a situation where fans start to get on guard and get a little nervous, perhaps, that Dino's going to show up on the radar screen of other programs. And I know that, you know, look, it, one game at a time, and I don't think that's anything anybody addresses during a season, but it's something that you at least have to listen to. So I, I think I'm asking on behalf of a lot of fans here, what steps are you taking to ensure that Syracuse is ready to fight back against some potential suitors for Dino if it gets to that point? Well, I a couple things, Brent. I mean, from the day that I got here, actually before I even started, uh, I was still living in Connecticut, is to try to work with Dino to support him, support his staff, to smartly invest in the program, which we've done. And I think we're seeing the return on that investment. And I think, you know, hopefully Coach knows he has not only my support, and I want him to be our coach here for a long time, uh, but the support of our chancellor, the support of the board, um, and you know we'll continue to to work quietly, which is the way that he and I prefer to work in the, in those regards in terms of uh, uh, investing in the program to to build a program that can have sustained success. I told Nick Monroe, Coach Nick Monroe, on Saturday, I said we're building a foundation with concrete, not with straw. And when you build it with concrete, it's going to be built to last, and it's going to be built so that we can be good year after year. And it's a program our community, our fans, our alumni uh, can be very proud of. Yeah, fair enough. And you know, I don't. I would never want to speak for Dino, but just you know, having the opportunity to get to know him a little bit, you know, kind of off the air, if you will, interviewing him weekly, and, and just kind of knowing what I know, John, I, I get a sense that look, he wants to be here. He's proud of what he's doing here with this program. You know, I don't want to put, you know, an age on anything, but, you know, I think he's 57. He's been around the football world a little bit. You kind of get to the point where you get sick of moving around the country and doing the sorts of things the coaches have to do to a certain point. So I've tried to reassure fans saying, hey, listen, anything's possible. You always leave the window open for something. But, you know, all signs are he wants to be here. And as you said, you guys are working quietly to make sure that's a longstanding relationship. So. Just know it's yeah, coming, I think though. another thing, Brent, yeah. is you look at the young talent on this team. Yep. I mean, our future, our future is um, you know is, is exciting, and I give a lot of credit to to Coach Babers and the staff and our recruiting staff for you know the kids that they've identified, the, the quality of the kids, not only from a football perspective but from a citizenship perspective that they brought in the program. We've got um, you know I think our future is, is very bright. 
John Wildhack is the athletic director at Syracuse University. He's our guest here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. John, I know the answer to this is uh, keep winning and the bowl game gets better. But what can you tell me about that process? Bowl games, visiting, bowl officials in contact with you. You're 7-2 and two now. If you keep winning, you'll hear from more. Like, Give me a little insight into this process itself and how it works from where you sit. Yeah, I think it's well. We had a uh, we had a visitor from uh, the Camping World Bowl, Bowl in Orlando uh, for the NC State game. Um, he was an alumni, um, so I had a great conversation with him. And I work with uh, Sue Edson and her staff um, that when we have a bowl representative on site to make sure that um, I spend some time to uh, to visit with him and welcome him to Syracuse. We have a representative from the Sun Bowl one this week. So that's what you're going to see is, you know, more and more games that there'll be representatives of bowls and um, we'll engage in conversation. And, you know, there's still a lot to play out. But, um, you know, a- after the Camping World Bowl, they get the first selection, Brent. After the college football playoff and potentially if any ACC team goes to a New Year's Six. So Campy World gets the first selection after that. Then you've got our Tier 1 Bowls, which is Sun, uh, the Music City in Nashville, the uh, Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, um, the Pinstripe, and um, I'm forgetting the other. I apologize. But we've got five Tier 1 Bowls, um, and those are relatively equal. Now, some of those conversations will with the Bowls is, is, you know, they put a premium on geography, um, and part of that is obviously to drive ticket sales, and we want them to be successful in driving ticket sales. So, you know, that'll come into uh, into play to some extent, and I'll have conversations with the conference office um, is, you know, throughout the month of November as things progress. Uh, you mentioned a number of things in there, but one, one thing to follow up on is geography. And Syracuse, as you know, is playing at uh, Yankee Stadium coming up uh, next week, and I want to ask you about that here momentarily. But that would seem to kind of put the pinstripe bowl on the radar screen. It's not something that is completely locked in. But I heard you have this conversation with Brian Higgins a little bit on pregame, and you know you were mentioning that at ACC meetings and consideration, you know, geography is there not only for ticket sales but for travel and a number of things there. So, you know, I guess that's something to keep in mind too in this process that you know geography could be important, albeit not the deciding factor. Correct. And I think, um, by the way, our fifth tier one bowl is the Belt Bowl in Charlotte. So my, my apologies to the Belt Bowl. Um, but geography is important. And again, it's not necessarily going to be the deciding factor. Um, you know, I think the pinstripe, you know, I know for uh, they would they would love to have us. And there's no there's no concern from the pinstripe bowl that we're playing Notre Dame and Yankee Stadium on the 17th and that we'd be back, you know, 40 days later on December 27th. That is not one concern whatsoever on behalf of the pinstripe bowl. John, speaking uh, in the, in the double framed hat that I ask you to put on sometimes as an AD and a former executive at ESPN, where would you put the likelihood that ESPN's college game day could be in front of Yankee stadium before that game provided Notre Dame and Syracuse take care of business this week? I think that there's no question. I think that game will be on the short list. Um, I think another game they'll probably give serious consideration is, is Cincinnati and UCF. And there's kind of a friendly feud going between the, the UCF people and, and some of the game day on air announcers. So, you know, they may decide to, uh, to uh, go to Orlando and uh, for that game, uh, but we'll see. But I think, you know, first we have to win. If we don't be, if we have to beat Louisville, 
And let's not take that for granted. In the last two years, Louisville has beat us, and they've been merciless, um, if you know what I mean. Um, I do. So, you know, we've got to take care of business Friday. Notre Dame hosts Florida State. Obviously, they're struggling. If both Notre Dame and we are successful this weekend, then I think we're on the very, very short list. And I think it'd be, I think it'd be dynamite. Um, in, in my own personal opinion, when I was at ESPN, I really pushed hard to get game day in Northeast sites because I thought it was good for the sport of college football and to grow the sport of college football, Brent. We did one. Uh, one year was Notre Dame at Temple, and we did it from downtown Philadelphia. Um, and it was absolutely spectacular. They're up at Boston College this week, which is great. Um, they hit another major market. So, I mean, I, 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 think, it's, I, think, it's, I think it's good for the sport um, to be in markets that, uh, that you don't necessarily associate with college football hotbeds. Now, that game itself uh, at Yankee Stadium, New York City, good news for you. The ticket allotment has sold out, so if fans want to go, you know, StubHub, which is the official secondary ticket site of Syracuse University, I'll throw a little plug in there for you, is the way to go. But it seems like people are ready for this weekend because you've got two basketball games before that and a big SU and NYC. Uh, it's almost a week when you throw in the women's basketball game on Wednesday as well. Uh, you know, yeah, Wednesday through Saturday yeah. next week, and you know the women. The women play Texas A and M, who's always you know a perennial top twenty-five team um, at Westchester, uh, the Civic Arena in Westchester County. And then we've got obviously we're in the Garden on Thursday and Friday, and finish the weekend off uh, at two thirty with playing Notre Dame and Yankee Stadium. So it's an awesome weekend. It's great for our alums down in the tri-state area. Um, as you said, we sold out of our ticket allotment. The demand has been uh, has been tremendous. So it'll be a really, really, really neat week. Um, well, we're gonna make we're gonna make the Big Apple kind of big orange next week. There you go, Syracuse orange. And the the hoops will be a part of that. And you know, look, this is a season many are anticipating. Five returning starters. We've gotten a a look at Elijah Hughes and Buddy Bayheim and some of the newer players here. And I saw just this afternoon ESPN's got Tyus Battle as a first-team All-America player. So always excitement about Syracuse basketball, but you combine that with how good this team looks on paper and people are as as anticipating a season and as excited as can be. And let's throw in the women's team there, John. They've got five returning starters. They've got some new freshmen and some new exciting players as well. I think you could have... You know, a, a real a, a real double header throughout the winter. I'll put it that way on on some exciting basketball teams. I think you're right, and, and the teams are as you said, Brent. They're mirror images of one another, right? Five restarting, five returning starters back on both teams. Excellent additions to both teams. Um, we got to get our point guards healthy on the men's team uh, because we've got three three who can play the point, and not a one of them has played uh, a minute in the exhibition so far. But uh, you know, they'll be back, and I think there's. It, it takes time, but I think both teams, um, you know, have not only terrific talent and terrific potential. I think there's really strong leadership, um, which is absolutely critical if you're going to have the success that you covet. And uh, you know, I do think it could be a, could be a really neat basketball season just uh, for both teams. And John, one last thought from you before we let you go. That fall season winding down, winter sports starting to crank up there. What are some other highlights we should know about from uh, both of those uh, areas? You know, I think cross country. Uh, you know, we've had a, we've had a terrific year there. 
Um, and we have the Nationals coming up uh, next weekend, and both teams are ranked. Uh, women are in the top 20. Men are, I think, number 12 right now. So, you know, perennial top contenders there. Uh, men's soccer, um, we're very, very confident that we will make the NCAA tourney and in all likelihood host a home game. It'll probably be next Wednesday, but we don't know that yet. Um, so in, in a really hyper-competitive conference in the ACC, uh, our strength of schedule is really going to help us make the, uh, make the NCAA tournament in men's soccer. Also, I, I can, uh, cannot forget volleyball. Volleyball is having a fantastic year, and uh, we got a shot to make the NCAA tournament in volleyball, and, and we have not, I'm not sure we've ever done that. Um, I think it would be our first, and again, I'm really proud of that team, and they've, they've come, uh, they had a great road win at Louisville last Sunday. Five-setter, they, were, they lost the first set, they lost the third set, they won the fourth set, and tremendous fifth set, and showed tremendous heart and fortitude to win on the road. John, always appreciate your time and your insight. Uh, exciting times for sure, and it all gets underway again Friday night at the Dome and, of course, tomorrow night with hoops and everything happening here. We'll uh, talk about it all next time uh, we get together here on the program, but thanks for your time today as always. Brent, thanks. I appreciate it. That's John Wildhack, ladies and gentlemen. He's the AD at Syracuse.